When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Citizens of the Reject Nation, it is time for the Tim Show. Woo! Monarch Legacy of Monsters episode. What, what episode are we on? I think we're on episode eight. Doesn't matter. It's in the title. It's eight. Yeah. All righty, guys. Well, you know what? I don't hate when you guys answer me this specific question. Who would you rather have as a sibling? <laughs> Kate or Kentaro? Leave it in the comments below and be very descriptive as to why you would choose one of them. You have to choose. Yeah. None of this can't have either stuff. Anyway, guys, <laughs> leave a like. That would be very much appreciated. Roar that subscribe notification bell. Thanks to Prepper for helping us edit down these highlights. Full length reaction watch alongs where you sync up with your own copy of. Monarch Legacy of Monsters available for our super sexy rejects is over at our Patreon page. It's the best place. That's where John and Greg cover several shows exclusively with highlights and watch alongs included. And I say, let's just get our Kiersey Clemens on. Let's do it. Do this. Clemons. Let's go. Damn. Was not we the ending I wrong. thought. We were both wrong. But the ants were definitely more important. Yeah. It's good. Yeah, man. I like when ants find the clues. You have to follow the bug. See where it goes. That's all you had to do. And then it'll tell you the answer to what you're looking for. That's all Dad did. <laughs> he just watched bugs walk all over his he graphs watched, and maps. He watched the ants. Oh, no, Cora. You've fallen in. What do I do to get you out? I don't know why Dad was here. I don't even want to go on this adventure, but I guess I will. Shaw's in there. He's going to blow it up. <laughs> so good. Right, it's all his lines. Dude, you're, you could be in the in Monarch. I could have been Legacy in Monarch. Monsters. You could be in the show. I'm here to audition for Monarch. <laughs> I can see him monsters. I'm gonna play the sun. <laughs> I'm really bent about my dad. I used to be an artist. And now I'm not anymore because I didn't like the bullshit. And now I got my sister, who I hate, but I follow around everywhere. <laughs> <laughs> Even though all my dialogue is mostly about how I don't want to do this. <laughs> I don't even want to be here. I just want to go home to Japan with my mom, who's one of the best characters on the show. That's a good joke, John. Thanks. Thank you. The joke is good. 
We should remember that for the future. I'm not here to make jokes. I just want to review the episode. <laughs> Take this seriously, Greg. I am. Me too. What did you think of the episode? I liked it. I liked this episode. Did you? Did you think it was the best one we've had so far? Might be. It's one of the better ones. Best. I don't know if it's the best one, but it's one of the good ones. Uh, last one was easily the best. Yeah, it's true. It's true. I Tim. I mean, the Tim episode is always going to reign supreme, but this could be like top four out of eight so far. This could be number four in the top four out of eight. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know where I would rank it. It's not as good as the Tim episode, but I like this episode and this one, uh, you know, I got a little maybe confused with which point in time we were at in different parts of the flashbacks, but maybe, maybe most definitely. I definitely got confused. I says, yeah, I said to you, John, <laughs> well, that first scene there in the car and they're like talking said, about, no, the they have a kid. And I was like, no, that's not it, John. But they're talking about Hiroshi, aren't they? They're talking about a kid of some kind. Yeah. You know, some random ass kid. But that was in Kurt Russell's flashback when he was in the truck. And then Michelle interrupted yeah. his flashback. That's right. That's, hey, that's very good attention to visual storytelling. And we were in the POV of him. Yeah, that's true. That's in the true. flashback. Yeah. Kurt Russell wasn't in the room with them. Yeah, in absolutely. fact, I don't know whose POV flashback we're watching there. I think we're just watching a flashback. We were just watching. Oh no, wait, he was watching them. He was eavesdropping on them. Sure. In the yeah, before he comes out and is like, "Kate, t- you yeah. talk to me." Yeah, yeah, he's listening to all that. He's just chilling back there. He's just like waiting for the right cue to come out. Himself. He was touching himself. You know, <laughs> to their love story. Yeah, and because they fell in he's love, he made a clear. callous decision. And he's like, I'm telling the general about about how Godzilla's alive because you don't love me, and I'm mad at that. And I'm going to spitefully make sure that you and Bill both are are elevated with me so that you can never fully detach yourselves from me because I did this. This is going to get you killed now. I made the sacrifice that made Monarch what it is. She's so alive. The show could not be more obvious. She's very much alive. She's coming back. I would be more surprised if she's not alive. She won't have aged a day. I don't think she's aged. No. How long were they in Hollow Earth for? How'd they get to Hollow Earth? I don't know. I mean, she got... There's a lot of questions I have. Because I thought Hollow Earth was like this really difficult thing to traverse to get into. And like, are they going against the rules in Godzilla? I didn't think you could just fall into it. Well, I wonder if we see Kay get taken away by that like pile of roach things. So I don't know, maybe like they shielded her from whatever boundaries there are. I don't know. I don't know. And I don't know how that would account for Shaw getting through. Or coming back. Or coming back, yeah. I don't understand any of this, John. None of it makes any sense. <laughs> and it won't. The show's over. It's done. It's the last well, it doesn't. Episode. So what was your favorite part about it? My favorite part about it, uh, Tim. Always good, Tim. Uh, I liked the scenes in the past, especially between Anders Holm and the actress who plays Kay. Right, liked uh, their little intimate scenes together. We've gotten a lot of the Shaw perspective on that romance triangle, and this episode was one. I think the first 
one that really focused on Randa and Kay uh, uh, Miura having mm-hmm. romantic chemistry together. So yeah, I liked all those sweet little moments. And even though it's a you know, it's a version of the, you know, poking a pencil through the paper thing. Like, I thought the ants were fun. Like, you know that something's going to come out of that. And I thought that was fun. Um, I guess that was my my favorite aspect of the episode. And then, I mean, seeing them, I, I did, you know, being at Monarch, being with, you know, everybody trying to figure all this stuff out, you know, when you have our main characters in that environment, I, I was with it. I was enjoying it. It's really just that one scene where they go back into the hallway where Kate and Kitaro talk in the hallway. And I was like, oh, yeah, this is the stuff I don't like about this show. But the rest of it was was all pretty engaging, pretty fun. And uh, and yeah, this was one that felt like monsters and titans are looming, even though you don't see tons of them. You do get the one at the end, but even like with the molted husks, the exoskeletons and stuff, all that was neat. It's pretty cool. Mm hmm. What was your favorite aspect of the episode, Greg? Uh, all the stuff that you said that was your favorite was easily my favorite. Hey. I still find the 50s flashbacks the most compelling. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, I am so absorbed into the monster verse as it is that the immediacy of the journey is kind of just raised. This one was one of those episodes where connectivity raised questions for me and I found myself a little distracted by that. Sure. Because I'm like, well, all this stuff about like sealing off hollow earth and consequences of that. Uh, well, I'm fully aware that we just got, we have a big, big movie incoming. Yeah. And he's kind of like, um, he, he's like, Shaw's kind of like the reversal of Vera Farmiga from, don't yawn. Hold Never it. yawn during your monologue, G. Hold it in. <sighs> Hold it in. I drive to the top of the Laurel Canyon Mountain and yawn before you show up to make sure I get that out of my system and no one is in sight. And then I drive back here, and so I'm like, I'm running a little bit behind because I had to go yawn someplace. I had to go to, to the furthest point. Respectful. To the highest peak. You don't think I want to yawn? Look how tired I look. I can barely keep I mean, my eyes open on camera. You're perpetually tired. Wow, that's rude. Oh, I thought you were going to say I was racist. That's rude. It's also rude. It's not racist. Good. Asian people are always wide awake. Yes. <laughs> so what's your excuse? Or at least what's half of your excuse? Anyway, John. Yeah. Or should I say yawn? Ah, that was a good one. Got there. Pun. He's the inverse of Vera Formiga. Yeah. Vera Farmiga's like, I want all the Titans to rule and reign, and I think we could live a much better life that way because I'm smart, and I definitely know what's best for my child. <laughs> yeah, and instead of keeping them in their world and us in ours, let's just let's just let them have all of it. And and Shaw is, Kurt Russell's a rather compelling character. Is this man who, you know, he's always, always like Mr. Charismatic Guy, but underneath all that charisma is a lot of pain of, Loss of Bill, loss of Keiko, Keiko, loss of Keiko, and you know uh, decisions that were made, consequences, and he 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 lives with all that, and now he's trying to make amends. He's atoning. He's on a path of of atonement, but is this path of atonement the right choice? Mm. 
you know, or is he being clouded by his own personal feelings? So I think there's a lot of very interesting character stuff that they're doing with him. Absolutely. Um, yeah, I mean, look, we can't go a video without mentioning it. I think Kate and Kintaro are still two very boring characters, man. <laughs> like, what the hell happened with them in this episode? Yeah. You know, Kate's seen where Kurt Russell's good, but who's the interesting character there? Kurt Russell. Kurt Russell. I mean, Kurt, Kurt Russell. Kate's there to be like, yeah, I looked at Godzilla in the eyes. Yes. He saw me and, and I saw him. And she steps in to be like, there will be no murder today. Yeah. That... Because I am embracing my character arc, I think, is what is... I'm accepting of my legacy. <laughs> I really wanted some catharsis I, from that moment. I don't know what my role is exactly. Yeah, it's it something felt like about that. my blood and monarch. And I really wish that would pay off so that we could get you guys more vitally involved in this plot. I kind of like them back and forthing in the truck about like, oh, he's not going to shoot us. He wants us here. I thought that was okay. That was when he's I was not like, going to shoot us. That's the one time Kentaro's dejected same delivery seems purposeful. Yes, true, agree. And I mean, this was perhaps, I mean, Kurt Russell has always been like good, but this was an episode where I was like, oh, okay, I could feel like the, the, how the old, how the, the, you know, 50s version of you became this guy. I could feel the history here. Yeah. Um, but I think in terms of getting distracted by connectivity, I was like, I'm not really sure what. I still am waiting for this show to be like, all right, you've really contributed something to the world building. Yeah, something fresh and vital and, and important that'll come up in Godzilla x Kong. Like, look how Apex came to be. Yeah, yeah I was really, really scratching at the dog. How noggin. did this happen? How is there an Apex? <laughs> the Who would come up with a company that makes tech like that? What? It's not possible, G. Really need to know. Gotta know. And in terms of Hollow Earth stuff, uh, yeah, it's, if anything, what they what the show's I think the show's done really well in terms of connectivity is the most subtle thing they've done is how how much they have recontextualized John Goodman's character. Yeah, true. Who just gets like funnily off in Kong Skull Island. Uh, yeah. Yeah, he's the guy who gets killed at one point. I try he's to forget just, about that stuff. He's just gonna die. I know. <laughs> he's just gonna have a death scene. Yep. <laughs> you know, hey, maybe like this will. If you took everything you see in this show, put it in timeline order, leading to that scene where he dies, you'd be like, "Man, that's how he goes." Man, <laughs> what a bummer! <laughs> wow, how unceremonious! What unceremonious death they gave this guy. But anyway, yeah, that's just that. Um, but about that's, it together, that's how life is, though. That is how life is. And if there's one thing this, this Monsterverse show, show does, yeah, is represent life. life. <laughs> um, so there's that. And uh, Kirsty Clemens is fine. Uh, I don't understand this thing about their blood. And, and I, I, they, they keep talking about they got it. blood juju. I think, I think they're more like a good luck coin that... Tim ha carries around with him. I didn't want to say fortune cookie because that would have sounded very racist. Sure. That actually would have sounded racist. Yes. Even though that was just the metaphor I was looking for. Mm. Um, it would have sounded racist if I said good luck fortune cookie. That's true. 
Good thing that you acknowledged that. Good thing I acknowledged it. Thus thwarting racism <laughs> another day. Yeah, I did. I beat it. Um, <laughs> but it it is, they are just kind of like a good luck um, token to keep around, you know? Yeah. Because they don't really do anything other than, hey, I stumbled upon this piece of information that was just right here in front of me. Wow. For people who look at their data and then recheck their data all the time, like you would think that they would be great at catching stuff like that. They'd be like, these random kids are the key. Yes, they got special (laughs) random blood. They They know stuff that we don't know. They're uncovering things. (laughs) They got some special connection to all this. They're monarch blood. It's about belief now. It's not about science anymore, John. We've entered the territory of spiritualism with the monsters. It's all of the above. They're going to worship Godzilla in the next one. Uh, so, yeah, there's that. I mean, I think this was a fight. I'd probably rate this as like the third or fourth best, honestly. I would agree. You said this was the best. I didn't. I did. I said it was the absolute best. You said episode. it was the best. I said it was one of the and better ones. And then I said ones. not better than Tim, and you're like, well, not better than Tim. I said one of. I didn't say it was the best. I definitely did not say it was the best. You said it was better than every episode and all the Reacher episodes. I s- definitely said that. This Rewind is what happens tape. when someone is forced to yes and. Uh, you can't get them to ever grow a backbone. You <laughs> know, just, hey, screw don't. you, buddy. They I just, said no such thing. They don't defend themselves. So uh, yes I'm, and. <laughs> I'm going to re-edit the, the part where I said one of the best into this after no, this John, point so that no. people know. Face facts, Tim. You. Oh, you. are the Tim of the real. You <laughs> coward it away. Uh, you are the Tim of the real rejects. Yeah, I'm, not for field I'm the Kentaro and Kate. <laughs> and uh, I just want a way be better character than, than either nope, of them combined. No, nope, no, nope, nope. But you are the chosen one, I guess. No, all I do is whine and speak dryly. <laughs> You're Keiko. Yeah, man. No, Keiko, she's wonderful. Oh, yeah, who's Keiko's uh, husband? Who's the real father, the real bloodline dad? It's not in the dad genes. We keep looking at the dad's DNA. It's all in the mom. Oh, my God. Monarchs woke. Mother Earth, Mother Nature, Mother Titan. Monarch, mother of legacy. Legacy of mothers. Momarch. Legacy of money. Legacy of mommies. (laughs) Legacy of mommies. Oh, God. That's really where the legacy is. We keep looking at the male DNA. Yeah. But that's why we're going from grandma to Kate, the greatest characters. Yeah. From Kate. Kate, Kate to Kate. Kate. Gotta love Kate. Gotta love her. Gotta love Kate. <laughs> you know, Kate and Katara. We, we've no, been over we this. We don't need to go over we've it again. We've been over this. We've been over this. They're boring. They, they really are. They don't live up to their grandmother. They don't. Exceptionally far more interesting character. And when they try to assert themselves into like operations where people have guns and stuff like that, I'm always like, I feel like I'm in the middle of some kind of what is their LARPing arc? experiment. Uh, what uh, are they rising to? Tell me. What, what is, have they been rejecting their, their destiny, their lineage, their... Their place in the world of monarch. Yes. Have they been lost? And I don't know where I belong. Yes. What is their? What is it that they 
arcing into because I'll tell you, it's right now. It is an empty vessel to me. They're arcing from normal people to people who go on adventures. John. A real arc, baby. John, please, don't mock me. I would never I'm asking a genuine question to the camera. Mock arc. And I'm expecting an answer any moment now. (laughs) Okay, I'll be quiet. I'll be quiet. (laughs) Just in case. We don't want to miss it. You don't think I want to yawn? You don't think I want to yawn? You can get the biggest yawn out at the very end of this. You don't think I want to yawn? You don't think I've been sitting here dozing off for the last 45 minutes? That's how DiCaprio would do it. I want to fucking yawn. <laughs> for the past 40 minutes, I've been here trying to pay attention to this show about this brother-sister Asian dynamic, and you don't think I want to yawn? <laughs> I'm yawning in my head all through this conversation. <laughs> Slipped a little wall break there, but what's the legacy? <laughs> I want Leo in the show now. I'm intense. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing doing a little the squinty or Leo I'm just face. Just a dumb, dumb, dumb southern guy. Or no, I'm just a dumb, or I'm just a dumbass, bumbling guy who dumb gets overwhelmed dumb. sometimes, <laughs> and I start to yell. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> This is two best Leo, Leo types. The Leo, the range of Leo. Yeah, man. Southern leading man in control with power, <laughs> or stupid Southern guy. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Gets used and taken advantage of. Yeah, and then it all coalesces into Calvin Candy, where he's both, he's both characters. Is he really a man of power there, or is he also kind of a joke? Oh, both. Hmm. Both to your point. Yes, and <sighs> but but no, they're important. They're arcing. They're people. I give this episode a six point nine out of ten. Sure, <laughs> seven. I'll give it. I'll give it an extra point one. Go to seven. Yeah, I felt bad for Tim and Michelle or whatever. Yeah, I think is. it was. I think it was nowhere near as entered. I think like you get more of the monster verse. I know. I think the last one's more monster verse still. Yeah. You get the tie into Apex and how that came to be and, and how Monarch came from the shadows into the light. Yeah. To how a podcast would one day be formed. <laughs> that should be the closing shot. This is Brian Tyree. When they're Henry. like, hey, Brian Tyree Henry's character name. And then you're like, <gasps> and then he turns around and you see his face. And he's like, I want to start a podcast at Apex. Let people know. Smash to play. Smash to black. Yeah, dude. I love it. I love it. And now we have the connective tissue between King of the Monsters and Godzilla versus Kong. Uh, If I needed. Yeah, I I think um, it's good good plot mechanics, man. This should have been a bin show. I'm just saying. This should have been a bin. I don't think it should have been a week to week. I I don't even like to say that about stuff, but this does feel like it would probably be more satisfying. It would 100% be more satisfying as a binge. And uh, because, yeah, I mean, like this kind of episode was uh, is cool. Little tidbits of information. Really serious. But I I did prefer the flavor of last episode a lot. Yeah. I was like, oh, my God, we're on the uppity up. Yeah, we're cresting into the crescendo to end the season, ending off with a bang. I love just how they, other than last episode, how they do this like one second tidbit of a monster every time. Yeah. It just put put one at the very end. It often feels like Apple Studio Note or Legendary being like, we got to do it. 
We got it. There's some produ- That's the producer's contribution. Whoever that producer was on set, it was like, um, you know, I think we need a monster in here to make audiences think this is a show about monsters. You know, maybe I don't know. It might be a valuable asset to our monster show. It mu- it's not even about like the monsters within humanity. <laughs> like, why is it called Legacy of Monsters? It's just about how monarch. Um, that would be a compelling debate. But the story and of it, how Monarch came to be, if you really think about it, is so basic. It is it is a very basic story. Yeah. Oh, we discovered some Titans. We formed a little military group. Someone in the military at one point wasn't a big fan of it. They tried shutting it down. But, but now we found some evidence. We found some evidence and we kept the operation going. <laughs> <laughs> and they flirt with the idea that, like, oh, maybe there are monsters of humanity because, like, oh, this H-bomb didn't work. We're going to build an even bigger H-bomb. And that's kind of it. And they're like, look how Wolverine found his jacket. You know? Yeah, dude. That's what a lot, of, that. lot of it is. That's, that's how I feel about it so much of what we learned. I don't like things where I don't know every circumstance of how they came to be, you know? I'm so back and forth in this show. What do you mean? I mean, John, legacy of yawns. <laughs> As we've talked about it and I thought about this episode a little more, I was like, I think I liked it a little less than I think I did. Oh. Are you offended? I am. Good, because, yeah. yeah. I'm so sad. I'm really just so back and forth on on this show. Yeah, because you can just constantly see all the potential. Because <laughs> they have so many good assets organized and the writing is... It is it is so it, it is very by the numbers of how everything is even in the 50s story which I still find to be way more intriguing. It's pretty basic when you think about it of yeah. how it all goes down. It's just significantly better. It's not like, that mind bending. Like I was talking uh on the on the podcast I did with, with uh, heavy spoilers. I was this point got brought up I was talking about director's cuts and how Sometimes a director's cut can be manipulative because a theatrical version can be so bad uh, and a director's cut can be better and it can naturally make your mind go, oh, this movie is now good only because it's better. Sure. Right? Like Rebel Moon will be. Like the Rebel Moon director's <laughs> cut. Yeah, once both parts, once both parts that have been <laughs> no, hacked no, down no. or out. He said, Zach, Zach Snyder said the director's cut feels totally different. And so I'm like, Did he? Yeah, I don't understand why you released why it. Did Whatever. They do that? We, don't need, we don't need to dive into that, John. That's a story for another day that I'm sure. looking forward to having with Zack Snyder fans. Yes. So, me um, too. The, now I'm not, and I think the 50 story genuinely has some really great stuff in there. Yeah. I think that when you pull back and, and look at it, you're like, but there's not really anything yeah. that, like, I, I don't know. It's just, it feels very by the numbers when you think about it. Yeah, there's just not as much to it. I keep coming back to the J.J. Abrams mystery box thing, and I know that there are good examples of him executing that, but it does feel like that to me where it's like they create this air of mystery and they create these obstacles and stuff. And she even says this at one point in this episode, I was like, we're good. We got questions. We're good questions. And I don't even feel like we have that many questions. I feel like the show could have been like four episodes. It does feel like that. It feels like it's been stretched out. I feel like we're watching. You know when they would do like viral videos? 
they would shoot like extended viral videos to expand yeah. on like they would do that for they did a lot of like Prometheus and Alien Covenant. Yeah. Like there's a whole scene with James Franco that exists for an Alien Covenant viral video that is not in the movie. That's kind of what I feel like we're watching here, just a super <laughs> long version of that. Sure. This could have been <laughs> webisodes know? or if, something like that. Yeah, it feels like some that's what I feel like we're watching. A very long version of that. Where occasionally an episode comes along where you're like, that, that was really like the last episode. I, I that episode really did it for me. I really it liked did. that last episode a lot. And this one just kind of brought me back to, yeah, it's fine. The, the last episode was, was fun in a different way and dramatic in a way that coalesced properly. Whereas an episode like this, I think, wants to have more of a somber tone because of... You know, this, the the struggles being presented and the truths being revealed about like, oh, Kay's got this kid and she's a widow and blah, blah. Uh, and, and it only, in some of those flashback scenes, it gets close. But I feel like in an episode where they want to go more downtrodden and more burdened by all these things, they're not as good at that. <laughs> like when they do go towards fun, mm-hmm. it works better because also, partly, this should be fun to some extent. But uh, it, it's not... I it's not that I want this to be deep, but it doesn't feel like there's an appropriate amount of depth to what they're trying to do much of the time. No. And it doesn't have to again, it can it would be more intriguing if they were like ten minute videos that left you desiring, ooh, they should make a series. <laughs> yeah. Where like I, I And then they make the series and you go, they should have just thought this as a viral video. Yeah. As webisodes. It's like I would like to at least walk out of these with that feeling of like, but damn, I got I got I got so many questions. Like that's That's why we end up talking for so long because yeah. we keep trying to find the good because it's us and you know, like we like unless we're like doing them straight out of the theater movie review where we're like, we're on a time crunch here. We gotta be blunt. Yeah. We gotta be blunt. We got no choice. We gotta be blunt because we are getting kicked out of here soon. And with these we talk forever here because we spend the first like fifteen minutes trying to be like nice. And then as we keep going, we start realizing, you know what? Maybe we didn't like it as much as we think we did. <laughs> yeah, I just wish this show had better writing. I don't know. It's weird, and with all the, the all the credits they have, it's on not the, weird. It's um, a perfectly reasonable ask, John. Yeah. Well, yeah, and like <laughs> for for the, for for what this is, I don't think it's that. You have people like Matt Fraction and Matt Shackman involved, and I get Matt Shackman is more on the film side, Fraction more on the comic book side. But like those are people who seem like perfect to help shepherd something like this along with whoever else they have assembled. It's so fascinating to me that, that yeah, like it's just fun and intriguing enough to where like, I do find stuff I enjoy about it each time. You keep saying the word fun and I don't understand how you, you say that word so often and I, I'm just not there with you. I don't On that adjective specifically. It's not that I think the show itself see, is very you fun. They say it's fun enough. It's fun. I'm like, I still well, have fun. I'm like, you have fun. I have to like be like, pay, keep paying attention because <laughs> I am, I'm not I, as I, invested I'm as you. I do. I would like to check my phone. <laughs> sure. Like, I, I'm bemused. I, I don't think the show is is all that fun itself for what it is doing. Uh, I, that's just me being like, I, I'm happy to be here watching a Godzilla thing, even if it's not a great Godzilla thing, you know, like it's, it's fun enough. And by that, I mean, it's not aggravating at least 
most of the time. Uh, no, it's, it's a very it's, passive it's show. Neat. It's fun in the sense that it's neat. I'm always like, oh, cool. Like, I'm always here for the setup. And I always feel like whether or not they'll deliver the punchline or the payoff, you know, is is way hit or miss. But I'm always slightly bemused by what we're here to do. Where Walking Dead got to in later seasons, I feel like we got here by episode, like, three. God, but I would so kill for, like, more random scenes of, let's just pair these two off and make them talk for a minute. Let's pair <laughs> yeah. these two off and make them talk for a minute. Like, I'll, I'll take that, because, <laughs> like... I don't know. Like this, one of these episodes is interesting because this episode is more action oriented uh, than some of the other ones. Uh, what do you mean action oriented? Well, you know, you're on both timelines and people are moving around a lot, and it's like, oh, I gotta, you know, we we gotta run across the world to Kazakhstan, and we gotta go to Monarch, and we gotta go find Shaw, and then in the past, it's like, oh, you know, Rand has got to run over here to Kay's place, and then they gotta talk for him, and then Shaw's got to run over to the military guy, and it's like we're doing a lot, we're doing a lot of stuff in an episode like this. Uh, and, I mean, it did have at least one or two nice emotional beats, but I feel like it, you trade one for the other. You either trade for an episode where it's like, all right, we're going to have a bunch of dour, repetitive scenes of these True. two kids not agreeing about how to proceed on this adventure, or we're going to do one of these where, you know, we're doing a bunch and we're going all sorts of places, and then the impact is maybe lesser because... All right, look, man, it's late, and I gotta keep editing. We will never fully. I gotta go, articulate. John. I gotta go. Listen, uh, guys, what'd you think about this episode? Would you rather have Kentaro or Kate as your sister or brother? I <laughs> uh, don't think I forgot about that. <laughs> and, yeah, uh, buddy. And uh, listen, we'll talk with everyone uh, really, really soon. Uh, thank you very much. Uh, bye. Last two episodes are gonna be great. <laughs> All right, John, pick a name. Hey, how about Mikhail Linden? Mikhail Linden, my goodness, man. You know what I imagine you got for Christmas this year? Mm. A special Jewish surprise from the Hanukkah, the Hanukkah Bear. Bear. Now, I know you probably haven't heard about the Hanukkah Bear. Get ready. <laughs> you've been like, deprived of Mikhail. If you've been following some of these shout-outs, you might know about the Hanukkah Bear. Uh -huh. So the Hanukkah Bear, uh, he, he, you know, Santa goes to the chimney, Hanukkah Bear... He goes to your trash. Yes. Uh, he goes, you know, like you might leave it out once a week for people. I don't know how it works in Sweden. Maybe you guys just like throw things out into the street and then it just magically disappears. Yep. You know, why it magically disappears? That Hanukkah bear is going around town. It's just eating up, all, eating the up all the trash, man. And uh, I hope the Hanukkah bear left you some great presents every night. Uh, day one, because there's eight days in Hanukkah, uh, left you a big turd. And day two <laughs> uh, left you like a hairball or something that coughed up. Yeah. Then day three, a hundred dollar bill. Can hey. you believe it? And then day four, a big pile of piss. And day five, <laughs> other uh, little bears because Hanukkah oh, yeah. bear is a male, female and they didn't want to, you know, take care of any of these bears. And so now they're yours. So now they're yours to take care of. But once I get to a certain age, they will rebel and murder you. So you better get rid of them fast. True. And then on day six, uh, gave you a James Bond collection because we got to throw that in there because you're Mikhail Linden. Bond, yeah, uh -huh. And then day seven, they gave you the new actors playing James Bond. Mm -hmm. Shows up right at your doorstep. Congratulations. You get to meet Finn Wolfhard, the new James <laughs> Bond. And then day eight. This is the new Indiana Jones reboot comes out just for you because he loves Indiana Jones as well. And he was. Uh, is that the day eight? Yeah. 
day eight of destiny. Yes, it's better than I was gonna give. It's the day eight of destiny, baby. Uh, You're gonna have so much cinema and and bodily fluids to deal with on Christmas. I was on a roll. I was going up that hill, man. I was about to just make a climax. About to mic drop this shit. About to do the flags of our fathers, little all four soldiers planting the American flag right there, type of statuette. It's about to do Rocky (laughs) climbing to the top of the stairs, fist pump in the air. If I only could make a deal with God, I'd get him to go back 10 seconds so that you could do all that. Yeah. I had a great, great final one to give to Mikhail, and now he's never going to know. Well, how about day nine? Let's make, let's add a day nine. It's day nine. It's not how the Hanukkah bear works. It's <laughs> just willy-nilly add a day to the Hanukkah bear schedule. Yeah, that's true. I, I know. I'm just bargaining. I can't accept reality, Mikhail. Maybe you can. Hey, Mikhail, thanks for being here, buddy. <laughs> we love you. Yeah.